0: Hey everyone, it's CG Biliot from Christus Rex. In this episode, I had the awesome opportunity of interviewing Redeem Zoomer, the social media influencer who's taken much of the church by storm with his memes, content, and Operation Reconquista. Keep listening to hear more about his life, what he intends for the operation, and personal commentary from me as I review our conversation as this will be the first part in a series featuring this conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Christus Rex Blogcast. Where, unfortunately, we actually haven't had a lot of content for you in a while, but we are bringing the the big guns tonight. We have the Redeem Zoomer, aka the PC USA Problem Child, aka the Reconquista Conquistador. Ladies and gentlemen, please give him a warm welcome. And Redeem Zoomer, thank you so much for coming here tonight.
1: Yeah, thank you, Cole, for having me on the show. I'm glad to be here. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Redeem Zoomer. I'm not a pastor or a seminary guy. I have zero credentials, but I am a guy with a lot of opinions on the internet. And apparently <laughs> some people find those opinions mildly entertaining and worth talking about. So that's why I'm here.
0: Right. And and so tonight, uh, along with covering more of who Rez- Redeem Zoomer is and how he, you know, got his platform started, we're going to cover a, a litany of somewhat controversial issues. And I say somewhat, but they're entirely controversial. But before we get into that, uh, for those of you who don't know, Redeem Zuma came from a completely leftist background. And then by God's grace has now, of all things, not only become Christian, but become Reformed. So, uh, brother, before we get into the issues, if you could tell people a little bit about, well, why did you come to the Reformed faith specifically? And then what made you start Basically, a theology page that really loved using comic sans and memes to teach really rich theology. How did you get there?
1: Okay, it's a long, it's been a long journey. But yes, I did come from a leftist background because that's just the community I grew up in. I grew up in the sort of Jewish suburbs of New York. um, Very sort of very, very leftist part of the country, very secular part of the country. And I was a hardcore leftist at one point, you know. I politics was basically my religion. I was a strong, you know, Bernie Sanders supporter. I thought that, you know, socialism would solve all the world's problems. I've always been very idealistic. Um, It's just sometimes I've had better ideals than others. And I was sort of raised in a bubble. I'd never really encountered conservative Christians my age that I could actually relate to. That all changed when I went to a Christian themed, you know, classical music summer camp in the Midwest And that's where I met a lot of Christians my age. And I was just blown away by, like, how different they were than the people I grew up around. And I saw God's kingdom. I saw a little slice of God's kingdom in that place that I went to. It was um a bunch of people a bunch of young christians from different denominations came together at this music camp and played beautiful music for they played for the lord for the glory of the lord but also to serve the community it, it was at Oberlin College and it wasn't just some like you know fundamentalist bible camp in the middle of nowhere it was run by a christian Oberlin professor um and we every morning we sang beautiful hymns in a stained glass chapel and every thursday we would do community service Um, and every morning, some of the staff members would uh, give life lessons. It was sort of like a sermon almost, but it was mostly just lessons about, you know, how we should glorify God in our lives. So, the community service was goodness. The music we were making and, like, the hymns we were singing, that's beauty, and the life advice they were giving us, that's truth. So, I saw the goodness, truth, and beauty of God's kingdom in that place, and um, the camp had no official affiliation, but the director as well as most of the staff members were pcusa presbyterians so that that's why i joined a pcusa presbyterian church back home and started singing out of the same hymnals that we use at that summer camp yeah so when i first to answer your question about what made me become reformed
0: so before we get into that i just wanted to note that one the emphasis of one's individual testimony is not lost on evangelicals. We know uh, that the testimony matters. We love sharing it with how God brought us uh, to Christ, how we received, we have received his grace really and truly. Just wanted to note from Zoomer's testimony there um, that notice it wasn't just the, the practice or the rituals of Christians in their authentic worship. It was also getting out and actually doing the Christian life. And as you'll see throughout this video, that still has a huge impression on him today. I pray that that would be the uh, the emphasis of many of us, that it's not just what we believe or that which we study, but that which we actually do. Um, and, and you'll see that it's continued uh, to influence his emphasis on the church taking action now, which, if we're all being intellectually honest, uh, is the way that I grew up, it's the way that most of us grew up. We haven't seen the church in action or or expected the church to be in action in the, the public square, uh, you know, ideally, we know that there are Christians who are feeding the orphan and widow, the homeless, helping out at hospitals, seeing to the school board or other local governments, but it's always been everyone other than us. So we think, but I think if you look at the news for five minutes, there really haven't been enough Christians feeding the homeless, feeding the orphan and widow, being involved in their communities. And that's something that I'm glad that He even emphasized in his testimony, and I hope it would be a part of ours in the future.
1: When I first started going to church and I chose the Presbyterian church, I didn't know what Calvinism was. I didn't know about Reformed theology. I just wanted to be Christian for the first time ever, and I wanted to be the same type of Christian that I had experienced at that summer camp, where I really saw like a beautiful outpost of God's kingdom. And largely what I experienced in my hometown PCUSA church was uh, much of the same, um, and I was still kind of leftist in many ways, but uh, I'd be, I become Christian. I'd seen the beauty of God's kingdom, so it was just a matter of time before I started to realize how that was inconsistent with my leftist views. And I really started to realize that when I tried to be both leftist and Christian, uh, but the my other leftist friends, they did not really agree with that. They were very suspicious of me my sort of Jewish and secular friends when they saw that I had just become Christian. It's like, this super liberal dude just became a conservative Christian, what's going on? Quick note here too.
0: If it looks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, it's probably a duck, right? The reason why I say that is while his friends, his liberal friends clearly noticed that there had been a change in him and changed his beliefs and changes his actions um, to which he tried to deny, but it was inescapable at some point. How many of, of us as evangelicals, even myself when I was growing up, we looked like the world, we talked like the world. And so we were really of the world and that's why the world never saw us as a threat. In high school, no one ever rebuked me or or, or, or you know, uh, steered clear of me because they knew I was a Christian. Uh, no, I was doing all the same things that they were doing. I was saying all the same things they were saying, listening to all the same music, doing all the same things. And therefore the world saw me as their own and that's because I was, I belonged to the world, the race of Adam, not the race of Christ. Um, so I'm glad that he brings this up here because the challenge for us in our faith is is your faith that which repudiates, which is a disgusting stench in the odors? of unbelievers because that's what the word says in Corinthians 2 14 tells us that we are an aroma of life to those who are being saved an aroma of death to those who are perishing so if I am not like and that's another thing we've we been so afraid to offend or so afraid to be different when Christ has specifically told us you will stand out you will be persecuted and both of which will be a blessing so we really need to lean into that going forward but also the reason why I wanted him to specify. Why reformed is because yeah usually folks don't jump you uh, e- you know even if they're coming from a leftist background they don't jump right into reformed theology um, and all of its idiosyncrasies and uh, nuanced positions it's usually you know non-denominational church and then eventually maybe reformed to Catholic you know one of the t- one of the two but I you'll see he's got some pretty cool responses.
1: And I was like, no, 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 no! I'm still liberal. Don't worry, guys. For me, Christianity is about you know, Christianity is about being nice to people and stuff. Um, but the second I started to questions like the trans ideologies, for that's usually the first issue people change their mind on when they uh, go from leftist to not leftist. I was completely excommunicated from my mm. sort of social wow. group. My that's high school was a very click- Yeah, my high school was a very clicky environment. So if you get kicked out of a friend group, you know, it's a public school. Public schools are social nightmares. If you get kicked out of a friend group, that's pretty much it. So after that, I was basically alone in high school, but that in my sort of solitude, if you could call it that, I started to actually study theology. That's when I came across Reformed Theology. I actually started studying theology because of doubts about the faith that I had, but I think mm. God used that for His glory because my doubts inspired me to actually learn stuff. Yeah. And amen. then I, when I first learned what Calvinism was, I was completely freaked out, as most people are. Yep, that's how it goes. Uh, then I read. Then I read. Okay, this is a funny story. I don't. I, I. don't think I've told many people this, but my my PCUSA church, which was pretty orthodox, assigned me a mentor, and he was a very smart mentor, very well versed in Reformed theology. And I was going to meet him to talk about, you know, my doubts about the faith and about Calvinism. So I didn't really read my Bible, but on the, on the day I was going to meet him, I decided to read my Bible in advance. And I was thinking about Calvinism. I was going to ask about Calvinism. I turned my Bible to a random page and it was Romans 9. <laughs> it's uh, funny yeah. how God works like that. So I ended up being convinced, yeah, I don't like Calvinism, but it, it's biblical. I, I, I was right. forced to admit that it was biblical. <laughs> that's awesome oh, yeah, that's man. how I became Christian that's how I became reformed and like I told like I said my church was pretty good but then I went on this confirmation trip in my um that was hosted not by my church but by my denomination and I saw the most outrageous things you could possibly imagine there were pastors denying the divinity of Christ um there were mm-hmm. pastors who called um, Tim Keller a fundamentalist and called mm-hmm. unborn children parasites it wow. was it was the most outrageous stuff you could imagine. And at first I was like, I, I I agree more with Roman Catholics on what the faith is than these people in my own denomination. Yeah, And man. I went back to my mentor and I was like, this is not okay. How can I be in a denomination that tolerates this? I want out. I'm going to leave this denomination. And then, he was, and then he explained to me, the reason it got this way is because people kept leaving. You have to not leave. So <laughs> for a few years after that, I was just like, I'm not going to leave But then I was like, I don't know what I can do about this. Leftism keeps taking over. I'm just one guy. What can I do about this? Then I realized leftism wasn't just taking over my church. Leftism was taking over, you know, my communities, my hometown, for sure. Leftism is taking over the Boy Scouts. It's taking over entertainment. And what really shocked me was when leftism took over the hearts of the friends that had converted me at that summer camp. Hmm. Um, The same friends who I can credit for my conversion to Christianity, they converted to leftism. Uh, They went from Christian to leftist. And that is what inspired me to create Redeem Zoomer. Because I thought that if um, so many people went from Christian to leftist, I needed to show people that the process can be reversed, that I went from leftist to Christian. So that's why that's been my sort of name and my my slogan. Right. That's huge. I mean, one, praise be to God, because that's just a wild story with a lot of just roundabouts
0: and then again like i i love i love how your first reaction though of you know essentially being a christian for five seconds and then seeing the rest of the pc usa you're like i gotta get out but to to your mentor's point like that's what everyone did for decades and now it is what it is um but i do remember too uh seeing your page emerge on instagram pretty early you only had a couple hundred followers and i was introduced to it because you had a lot of ecumenical content. Like I was in very similar places, uh, probably around the same time, actually learning about the faith for the first time, coming to Reformed Theology. And it was so helpful because I wanted to, you know, study other branches of the church, other denominations, other traditions, but I didn't quite have the time. And I was like, well, this is convenient. This guy's got all these, I mean, I don't know what the comic stands is about, but look at all these slides, you know, on, on church history and, and traditions. And so it was a huge blessing, but then seeing your testimony and hearing about it, I'm like, wow, like, yeah, you, you, you were and are one guy. Um, but as we're going to talk about tonight, what God's been able to do through your platform, um, for so many people and your denomination specifically is really exciting. And it's something that I don't think people should minimize or throw away because they disagree with you on one point or another or uh, methodology or whatever. But again, we're going to talk about that tonight. So awesome. Sure, stuff. Yeah. I, I really appreciate it. And, and that's a really, really powerful story. All right, folks, that's going to do it for part one. Stay tuned for more. Check out the Christus Rex Instagram page at rex.christus underscore. And as always, remember, sin is dead, death is next, and Ave Christus Rex.